Hello and welcome to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly. And I'm Maddie. We are so excited to have an amazing guest with us this week. For those of you who have never listened to our podcast, it is all about inclusivity in the fitness industry and how we're trying to make it a more accepting and inclusive spot so that you don't have to look a certain way, eat a certain way, work out a certain way to feel a part of it. This guest this week, she is a lifelong friend of mine. I grew up swimming with her in... Franklin, Massachusetts, (laughs) and at the Adirondack Aquatic Club, we instantly hit it off and just became besties. She now is residing in Charleston, South Carolina, and just completed the Ironman, the one in Kona, Hawaii, the World World Championships, Championships. Um, and she's only 29 years old. So please welcome to the podcast, Haley Hillbrand. Formerly known as Haley Niebergelt, which I just still always want to say. I'm so sorry, but she has been a Hillbrand for a while. So welcome, Haley. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. We are so excited to have you on. We are going to dive right into it pretty much. I know Carly's Um, been chomping at the I know. I've had so many questions and she's been on Zoom with us for the last like 15 minutes and I'm like... I want to wait to Carly's ask you like, this. Carly, are you ready? Carly, are you ready? He's like, <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I know. So sorry. Um, okay, Haley. So give us a brief description about where you grew up. What like made you, wa- I guess, want to do a triathlon? Was this always something that you have always wanted to do growing up? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in um, Norfolk, Massachusetts, so outside of Boston, and my mom was a former professional triathlete. So I guess I never knew anything else. Um, you know, I would travel to races with her. I got to travel all around the country and sometimes all around the world. Um, we had a nanny growing up. So sometimes she would leave on the weekends to go race. Um, in 2000, I went with her to Dallas, Texas, which was the first time triathlon was in the Olympics and the Olympic trials were held there. Oh my she gosh. was 40 years old. My sister, I think, was two at the time. Oh my gosh. And I was um, seven. So it's just been a part of our life for as long as I can remember. Um, and so I had grown up going to Hawaii to watch the World Championships. And I think it was something I maybe always thought I wanted to do, but definitely not when I was in middle school or high school would I ever imagined that I would like want to be a triathlete. Um, yeah, I was a swimmer. I kind of had my eyes set on swimming in college Mm -hmm. and I never really looked beyond that. Um, so I wouldn't say it was until like after college where I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I have nothing to like (laughs) do. I've been spending 20 hours a week swimming. What am I going to do now? Right. Um, so I think that's kind of when the dream was born. It's like after, after college. I love that. And while you were in college, your swim team got cut right from College of Charleston. I remember that so vividly. Yeah. So I swam at the College of Charleston. Um, I was a senior at the time when okay. they announced that the team was getting cut. So I actually had the privilege of swimming all four years. Amazing. Um, made- okay. Yeah, made lifelong friends, met my husband, um, who was actually a freshman at the time. I know I'm like some putting the cougar label out there. uh, That's okay. I love that energy. Cougar energy is the only energy. Um, So he only got to swim his freshman year. um, And yeah, I got to swim all four. So was really lucky and was the best time of my life. I can only imagine the feelings of like, oh my gosh, 
what I just got to experience all four years, all of these people below me are not going to get to experience that. So that's really hard. Yeah. Um, Especially for Ben. I know. Yeah. Ben. I know. (laughs) Ben's her husband. Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So, you know, obviously you were competitive in swimming. And do you think, you know, after that, four years you were like okay I still really want to be competitive in something side note yeah Haley has the most endurance out of anyone I've ever met (laughs) and this was like before you even started triathlons like I remember in swim practice like we would all be burnt out and she would just be getting started like that was just how it was she could go for hours and hours and hours and I was like so opposite of that Well, I will preface this by saying, like, I was not an amazing swimmer. I was a walk-on at CFC, was just, like, happy to be there. Um, I was always one of those people that, like, really enjoyed practice and could never, like, turn it on for a meet. Like, that was just me. I never had, like, a great meet or whatever. So I kind of did love the endurance side and just, like, showing up every day. Um, it kept you accountable. People, it was like, it was yeah. like a structure to your day. And I, I can relate to that. I loved practice, did not love meets. I hated practice with every but, fiber of my being. But Maddie could show up big at meets. Like, <laughs> I literally I, you hated know what it. I mean? Like Mahaley and I were like, you were, we were just happy to be there. We wanted practice all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, um so what you were saying, I, I was just going to ask, well, what did you swim and do you think it translated into you picking, you know, doing triathlons as you got older? Yeah, I was not a distance freestyler at all. Um, I actually would say in college freestyle is my worst stroke. Like I hated swimming freestyle. I would hate presets. I swam the 4 a.m. in college, the 4 a.m. in breaststroke. So probably the polar opposite. (laughs) I know it's so endurance based though. Cause if you asked me to do a 4am, I would have laughed in. You were also a 50 freestyle. No, I was a hundred backstroker. I was a sprinter. <laughs> I was, my 50 was awful. But so do you think that having that foundation of in swim, knowledge. swim knowledge going into triathlons made you feel a little bit more confident in that end? Cause I feel like when people choose to do a triathlon they're often not a swimmer or they you know weren't didn't have a background in it yeah totally I mean I um and so I'm am so inspired by the people that like have no swimming background but decide they want to do a triathlon I could not imagine like learning to swim as an as an adult that would be so hard Um, I can't imagine that definitely like plays a role. I don't think I was like swimming in college, like, oh yeah, this will definitely help me in my triathlon like pursuits. But for sure, it like is an advantage to have a swimming background. For sure, yeah, it gives you a leg up. But I want to get into the training side of it. So, what distance triathlon did you start with? Like, how much was the swim, run, the bike, or the swim, the bike, the run? And then, how did you even start to like? know what you were going to train did did you have a coach do you have a whoop or a garmin do you have like all those things so just kind of dive into like the behind the scenes of the training and the first level of like how you would start a triathlon like to even get in there yeah so it was my junior to senior year summer i actually did my first like real triathlon i think it was you know a young adult or um uh, I think I was 18 at the time, but 
so that was my first summer racing. I raced with my mom, like in oh. our hometown. I think it was in Rentham. There was one in Sharon too. So I did two. I oh. think the Sharon try and then the Rentham try. I don't know why I, I did them. Those. I actually, <laughs> I had a bet with Will Adams from Swimming Days. Yeah, that like I could beat him in a triathlon. So it just started out as like fun spirited. I really had no gold. I just wanted to finish. So a sprint triathlon, I think, is. 500 yards swimming like a 12 mile bike and a 5k oh so 3.1 miles I could do that I think yeah it's like an hour <laughs> quick that I don't like I, I don't know <laughs> I would like to say that I could but I don't know you definitely could um they're super quick they're so fun it's a great way to like try out triathlon as a sport um mm-hmm. if you're interested in it Obviously, the equipment is um, the most, like, challenging part. It's not super accessible to everyone that, like, doesn't have a bike. Um, And then as you get, like, more advanced or want to take it more seriously, you know, all those things cost more money. Like, do you have the newest shoes with the best technology? And, like, do you have the fastest bike that's going to be aerodynamic? Um, It can get pretty complex. But I kind of, like, grew from sprint triathlons, the next distance is Olympic distance. So that's what they race in the Olympics. Um, it's just a little bit longer. The swimmers have the, like the best advantage in an Olympic distance. Cause it's like the most equal, um, oh, okay. of the three sports. Interesting. So I think you swim 1500 meters and then you bike 25 miles and then you run a 10 K. So 6.2. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, that's out of my wheelhouse now. I'm like, the sprint <laughs> I could probably get through. But Muscle that, through it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So those are a little bit longer. They take like two, two and a half hours to finish. Um, but yeah, that that's what's on at the Olympics and um, kind of the most popular distance across the world. And then you start to get into like the Ironman branded events. So Ironman has like a 70.3 distance, which is the half Ironman distance. Right. And that is a 1.2 mile swim, a 56 mile bike and a half marathon. So 13.1 miles. (laughs) So did you start with those when you were first going into Ironman racing? You started with a 70.3? Yeah. So I kind of like built my way up. Um, I knew when I was pretty young for the sport, like I think I was, um, well, I was 23 when I decided I wanted to do my first Ironman. So I did a 70.3 that year, like the half distance to kind of prepare myself for, um, Double that. Uh, You know, just a a light marathon at the end of already working out for four hours, pretty much. No, a half marathon. Uh, Oh, well, no, I mean, double the distance of a 70.3. Like, I can't even imagine doing. Yeah, it's like a full day of working out. 12 hours, right? It's around that. So take us through what a typical training week would look like for you. Is that what you were going (laughs) to say? Sorry, we're talking over each other. Um, No, I love it. So yeah, I kind of like grew through those distances, decided I wanted to do an Ironman. Um, I actually started working. My mom was my coach for a while. I love great. She's obviously super knowledgeable. Um, 
But if you've ever like been coached by a parent, you know, it can be pretty tough, especially as like an adult. So (laughs) um, can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) So after like probably a year and a half of her coaching me, um, I started working with another coach and that was just great because I had no idea how to navigate like what would be the training for an Ironman and like how much speed work do you do? What's typical run mileage? Like how much do I need to bike to be prepared? Like at that point I was just like, I want to finish. I don't know what that looks like and if I'll be competitive, but let's just get to the point where I can like be on the start line and feel good. Yeah. Um, so in training for an Ironman, like training is anywhere from like 15 to 20 hours a week, I would say. So um, like a more than a part-time job pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of like early mornings. Um, I personally am like not great at working out after work. I just like don't have the mental capacity to do that and like be focused. Same. And then a huge bulk of like most amateur triathletes training is on the weekend. So I would spend anywhere from like eight to 14 hours like on the weekend training. Um, just because that's when you have the most time to like get your long runs in, your long bikes in, like you have to do a six hour bike ride a couple times before an Ironman, you know, like, so I probably did four, six hour rides this year. Oh my God. Getting ready for Kona. So hours of biking on each. You must have cat like calloused butt from the bike seat. (laughs) No, I'm like, I, yeah, I, I do from teaching spin. It's I actually haven't been on the saddle in three months. And so it's like subsided a little bit. But when I am teaching, like, I swear I have calluses on my ass. Yeah, that, I mean, like your equipment and like your bike and your bike position and your bike seat, like make a world of difference because you spend so much time, so much time. And I'm sure it's like worth worth every like penny of investment for like the nice stuff because you're like, I'm going to be spending six hours on this. Yeah. Gotta, gotta get, stay, get comfortable, stay comfortable for that entire ride. Exactly. Uh, When you're training day to day, do you split it up? So do you always train biking and running and swimming on specific days? Do you ever train all three in one day? What does that look like? Yeah, it varies. Um, just depending on like the volume that week and, you know, if I have a race coming up and how far out we are from the race. So like typically Mondays is just a swim. Um, Tuesdays is like a bike in the morning, a run at night, you know, Wednesdays could be a tempo run and that's it. And then Thursdays is probably a bike and a run again. Um, Friday is a swim. Saturday was always my long ride day. So whether it's two hours or six hours, that would be like my long ride. Um, I usually run right off the bike on Saturdays. So um, a brick, they call it when you bike and then run. And then Sundays is always my long run day. So um, So my long run is anywhere from like eight to 22 miles. Seven days a week. Yeah. I maybe had three rest days this year. Wow. So like you said, you're taking, now that this is done, you're giving your body a break. Yes. I, I recently read an article on like, uh, physiologically, like what happens to your body post Ironman. 
it thinks your body has gone through like a traumatic event. Um, oh my God. So for me, like I lose a bunch of weight right after an Ironman. And then my body's just like trying to find an equilibrium, right? Like my hormones are all out of whack. Like yeah. I'm just trying to stay hydrated. Um, so it's pretty crazy. You have to give your body at least two weeks to just recover. So getting in the pool helps me a lot yeah. um, or just walking. But I don't do, yeah, like a lot of physical activity after an Ironman. Yeah. I mean, I think you did enough for probably a couple months in one day. (laughs) So I I was going to say, did you um, do any Ironman or like triathlons leading up to the Ironman in this past year? Or did you just like one and done? Like I'm doing this in Kona, Hawaii, and then I'm out. Yeah. So this has been like six years in the making. Um, I did my first Ironman in 2017 in um, Mexico and I got second. So to qualify for the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii, um, you have to win your age group. So oh my gosh. age groups are like 18 to 24 and then 25 to 29. So that's my current age group. And so the first year I did it, I was in that 18 to 24 age group and I got second. So I didn't get my slot to the world championships. Like I just missed it. Uh, and so how I said, defeated the next did years, you feel? I actually, I mean, I was upset. Of course I was devastated, but that was, it was my first Ironman. I really didn't have any expectations other than to finish. That's true. So yeah, I was like pretty elated. Um, yeah. I mean, you're like, I finished an Ironman, but I got second. So, (laughs) and second's like unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty happy with the results of my first Ironman. I just wanted to survive. Like I had zero expectations. Um, but then like from then on, I was super dead set on like qualifying. Oh, for so sure. I felt like the pressure was on after that. And like every rate, every Ironman from then on was like full of pressure just because, you know, I wanted to qualify. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which that's a lot to have like a whole year come down to one day. Yeah. that I feel like mentally, what would you say you do the most of to prepare for those kinds of big races, you know, how do you kind of find your Zen or find that calm before that big, big buildup? Yeah. I mean, it's a super long day, so you can't like get hung up on all the little things. Like things are going to go wrong all day. You know, it's anywhere from 10 to 12 hours. So I think you just have to roll with the punches. I always tell myself it's just a training day. Like I have trained so many hours, like don't put so much pressure on yourself, just control what you can control. Um, and just kind of like roll with the punches from there. Absolutely. That's a really good mindset. I, I don't know if I could ever adopt it. I, I feel like the reason why I always crumbled under pressure, especially as I got older is because I would put this immense amount of expectation and like, you're going to let people down if you don't do well. And if you go into a race like that, you don't ever end up really doing well because that amount of pressure, no one, no one can handle that. Maybe Tom Brady. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's question was, um, he he slid into our DMs and said, as a triathlete, you need to ask if she qualified or get in with the legacy program or the women in tri slots, 
trust me it's oh, a I whole love that question yeah he said trust me it's a whole shit show about the last two it is so i have i could go on for days about the last two uh, the legacy program and the women for tri slots um I'm all about for equality in sport and Ironman is now giving women their own dedicated day for the world championships in Hawaii, which is fantastic. Amazing. Long overdue. Um, but they're offering, um, I think like 1200 extra slots for women over oh. the next year. Okay. So historically you would have to win your age group to get a slot and qualify. Now, since there's so many slots for women, which is fabulous, um, it's just going to dilute the field a little bit, in my opinion, because yeah. someone who got fifth could like at a race could now qualify or, you know, it can even roll down. Like if people don't want the slot. It rolls down to the next person. So we could be in a situation where you have people that finish 30th then qualifying for the world championship. So which um, a lot of- almost takes away from someone who worked so hard to qualify for the world championships. Yeah. So that that's tough. Yeah. And this is happening next year. So that the first like uh year of this initiative will start in 2023. So I'll just say I'm super glad I got to qualify and race when I did. Um, you know, yeah. I accomplished the goal I wanted the way I wanted to. Yeah. Um but that's not to take away. It's still a world championship. It'll still be an amazing event. But um, yeah, I qualified at Ironman Waco, um, which is in Waco, Texas last year, like this time last year. Um, amazing. Awesome. So I know that you've competed in many Ironmans, but was it a couple years ago that you went and competed in an Ironman and you, were you unable to finish as one of them. Yeah. So I started, I've started seven Ironmans, um, and only finished five. So, um, my husband and I signed up for Ironman Louisville, which is in Louisville, Kentucky in 2018. Um, and we went up there by ourselves, like his whole family lives in Louisville, Kentucky. So it was like just a really fun way to race. And we were really excited um, it was, I think, 37 degrees that morning, oh. raining, like pouring down rain. Oh. Um, and, you know, you have to swim first. So we jumped in the Ohio River in our wetsuits. I was freezing. And I tried to put on as many clothes as I could for the bike, but it was pouring rain and I did not pack the right clothes. So I made it through like 90 miles of the bike and I was just so cold. I couldn't feel my fingers. I couldn't like shift gears on my bike and it's a hilly course um oh my god so I stopped at an aid station and was like I'll get some chicken broth like I'll try and warm myself up see if I can keep going and I was shivering uncontrollably um there's medical teams all around and they're like you can't yeah keep going like this is just not smart for your body um so yeah I called my day there which was such a bummer but my husband Ben finished and that was cool. I got to watch him across the line. That's very cool too. Oh my gosh. So that's gotta be hard when you have all this like mental capacity to keep going, but they medically like deem you ineligible to keep going. Cause you're like, no, but I want to. And they're like, please don't, (laughs) please stop here. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really hard like to not finish. They call it a DNF. It's super hard to like either be told that that's not a smart decision or to make that decision yourself. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that was going to like end well. So yeah, it right. was the best decision on the day. And um, every Ironman I've done, like I always get a little sad after whether I finish or not. Yeah. Just because like this huge thing that you've been thinking of for, you know, the past year or months has like come to an end and you're like, well, shit, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> What's my next goal? Um, so I think that happens like finishing or not, but you just got to gotta roll with it and so think of your next goal you said 90 miles into a bike so can you i don't think we've actually said how much is in the actual iron man and then after you tell us that i want you to talk about how you kind of went to hawaii a couple weeks before to immerse yourself there and like in the climate and everything yeah so the full iron man distance is a 2.4 mile swim oh my God. 112 mile bike and a marathon so 26.2 miles oh um, my god <laughs> the marathon do you want to yeah, run boston dude, that's like my next goal now that i'm not i'm like don't want to do triathlons right now um running sounds a lot more manageable, but I've never done like a standalone marathon. I think you'd be just fine. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think think you'd be good. If you can do it after a 2.4 mile swim and 112 bike, your legs are going to be flying through that marathon. (laughs) It kind of scares me to like stand on a start line and just like run 26 miles, but I'm I'm sure I could do it. A hundred percent. (laughs) <laughs> so Boston is definitely the next goal, but I might give myself. Some you can time come to get stay there. with us. Yes. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> and bring the puppy. Yes. Yeah. Well, she's not a puppy anymore. She's huge, she's like hundred pounds. I know, but she's will always be a puppy in my mind. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when you got to Hawaii, how soon did you have to go before and did you stay after to like fully recover, recover let yourself train, etc.? Yeah, I think it was just, we were trying to make a vacation out of it. Um, okay. Like my parents went and I don't think you were, it totally depends on the person. Um, I think we were at an advantage coming from Charleston and then racing in Hawaii. Like it's super hot and humid here. It's super hot and humid in Hawaii. So the conditions are pretty similar, um, which is nice and is like great all summer long during training. We got there 10 days before the race and stayed 10 days after. Amazing. Um, yeah, it was really great to like be able to train on the course. Um, it's hilly in Hawaii. Like yeah. a lot of people don't think that, but it's pretty hilly and it's also really windy. Um, mm. So wind gusts can get up to like 30 or 35 miles an hour oh on my the God. bike, um, which is terrifying. Like so I don't scary. know if people have... a ever seen a picture of triathletes but you ride in an arrow position so you're down on your elbows in arrow bars for most of the race and when it's that windy like you know your bike is swaying from side to side it can be really scary so my mom and I rode um the course of like half the course or a couple miles of the course um a few days that we were there, which is great. Um, just being able to swim in like open water. I don't get that practice all the time. So yeah, swimming with the swells and the current and the ocean is amazing. 
Um, and then, you know, running, I don't think there's really any benefit to running there, but it is nice. To, like, <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely pretty. And like, you get to, we stay on the course. So it's like nice to run up and down, um, the same roads that you'll be running on for the race. Absolutely. And just the vibe is like incredible on the Island before the race. Like, you know, there were 5,000 people there racing this year, um, oh just gosh. because COVID we haven't been on the island in three years and there were two days of racing. So, um, it was unbelievable. Like that is so nothing cool. can match that finish line. Yeah. I so. wish I could like transport people there just to feel it because that's why I wanted to race there so much. I all, well, yeah. Cause you grew up watching it and didn't, yeah. didn't your family friend Craig get to present you with your medal? Yeah. That had so, me in I mean, tears. My, <laughs> my mom was a professional and we've met tons of professional athletes like through her and through um, being homestays for professional triathletes. So some of our, you know, lifelong friends are there on the island and Craig Alexander is a really good family friend and he's won the professional race in Kona three times Holy crap. so to like have him there and he's a celebrity like on the island you know people want to take pictures with him and like get his autograph and I grew up nannying his kids so it was just kind of surreal to have him there and like have him he ran there's this huge hill on the run course it's like 10 miles in um and it's right before you leave town so you do 10 miles like in town great crowd support it's amazing and then you run up this hill and you're on a highway for the rest of the marathon so like just you and the other athletes out there and it's pretty wow. lonely oh um my but craig and ben my husband ran up Polani as the hill with me and it's probably a quarter mile long and steep and i wanted to walk so badly i was like this is so steep it's so hot like i could just cruise walking up but no i have craig like cheering me on and i'm not gonna like let him down he's won this race three times and i'm like just barely moving along so <laughs> It was so cool to have him there. That's amazing. So I want to talk about race day. I want to talk about what you listen to. If you listen to anything, um, can you compete with headphones? No, it's illegal. Yeah. That's what oh I my thought. So it's you and your thoughts. Yeah. It's so illegal you, because they would think you were pacing. Someone was pacing you maybe. I think it's like a safety hazard more than anything. Okay. Um, the course is closed in Hawaii, so there's not like a lot of vehicles on the road, but in some races there the roads aren't closed and so you have to be careful of traffic and um oh my god. It's just kind of a hazard. So do you come up with like mantras in your head like this is the hardest thing I'm gonna do today? I can do this, like Yes and no. I mean, it's just such a long day. I can't say the same thing to myself all day, but I don't know. Hawaii, I was like the least stressed Ironman I've ever been in, I think, because I was just happy to be there. Like I had worked yeah. so hard to get there and it was just a culmination of a lot of hard work. And um, I was just trying to celebrate and enjoy the day. But I kept telling myself I get to do this and I choose to do this <laughs> rather than like, I have to. why do I do this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that was like one thing that stayed with me. Um that's a great mindset to have. Like my body is allowing me to do this. Like my body is yeah. fueling me through this and it changes yeah. your entire perspective on like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done to like, 
I am so lucky to be able to like experience something like this. Yeah. Because yeah. I read somewhere wasn't like zero point no point zero zero like six percent of people in the world get to experience an Iron Man. Kona. Yeah, Kona. I think it's like oh yeah point zero 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 six percent of people in the world like qualify and compete in Kona. So to like just be a part of that group was yeah. all I wanted. Um so it was super special. And I had my mom on the course with me for a little bit and then just some friends that I've met through triathlon. Yeah. So like cheering each other on um, when oh it, you're gosh. miserable and it's just like so hot, but like being able to high five people, it's just really cool. Um, and I think, I think there's a saying that says, if you ever lose faith in the human spirit, um, like go watch a marathon or something. But I think the same is true for an Ironman. Um, like people just help each other. Um, you know, if someone's running next to you and they're like hot or they need food or they need like need salt. Um, you know, athletes are just more than willing to like help out Each the other. person next to them, which so is really cool. It, as much as it is an individual sport, you feel like you're on a team just all trying to get through this together. Yeah, oh, for sure. My heart, this like makes me emotional. Like when pe people excel at something, like I get super emotional, like when they like do just like incredible things. I like watching the marathon standing at Boston. I sob every year. Like mm -hmm. I get so emotional yeah. watching the marathon and it's just like, we, we usually stand at the halfway point because that's where my spin studio is in Wellesley. The one I teach at, it's right at the halfway point. There's a DJ and you, you can see people just like so happy. They made it to the halfway point and I'm like sobbing watching them. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I, I do need to go watch a Iron Man because it's incredible. Like I can't wrap my head around that you, so did you go best time in Hawaii? Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> it was actually my slowest Iron Man, um, but my fastest Iron Man marathon. So, wow, um, building right into yeah, the, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bike course is really hard in Hawaii. It's hilly, um, windy. windy. We never had like a tailwind, so the wind was never really benefiting us. Right. And then the swim, the swim is challenging. Like as a swimmer, it's fine. Um, I mean, but... 2.4 in open ocean water. I can't even imagine the amount of spotting you have to do. Just thinking about that. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't spotting and there's swells and there's a current. Um, so it's a tough swim. There are easy Ironman swims like down a river when you have the current with you, like it can, you know, help you out. Sometimes it can be easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Hawaii is definitely like a challenging swim. Well, congratulations. I know. I th I'm just so impressed by you and your grit. And, you know, it takes a lot to just mentally be willing to put yourself into those kinds of situations and challenge yourself, you know, every time you walk into a new triathlon course and also just continuing to persevere through multiple, even the ones that you haven't finished taking a learning away from every single one. I think that's such an important message for anyone that tries to do anything, you know, competitive wise, it's okay to not finish something that you started because no matter what, you're going to learn something from that experience and then also be able to use it in, you know, the future and you're just living proof of someone that if you just keep going, you're going to hit that goal and be able to, you know, show show off kind of all the hard work that you've put in, in the past 
how many years? Six years. Six years? Yeah, six. So oh amazing. Gosh. So we did have some um, listener questions. You're obviously in your 20s. This was my question still. Um, and then I'll get into the listener ones. You're obviously in your 20s. Your friends are getting married, having babies, parties, drinking, going out. How disciplined did you have to be over the last six years with like yourself knowing that you had to get up and do a six hour bike ride in the morning or knowing, did you let, did you ever have those days where you allowed yourself to like kind of let loose or like do anything? And then did you regret it? Or like, I'm just curious because you're in your twenties. Like a lot of people like enjoy going out. They enjoy partying. They enjoy stuff like that. So I'm just curious about that dynamic. Not me and Carly, but you know, other 20 year old, 20 something, (laughs) a normal 20, a normal 20 something by 8 PM every night. Yeah. I think it like everything in moderation and like balance is key for sure. Um, I definitely like to go out and like have fun and like Sunday fun days and yeah, you know, I'm so into those things, but it's definitely a balance. Um, you know, if there's like a work happy hour and everyone's going out, like I'm proud and I know I have to wake up and ride my bike in the morning. You know, I'm probably having like one glass of wine instead of two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was really flexible and my coach was great. Just being able to work with like the schedule. Like if I had a bachelorette party and I was leaving on Friday, you know, I would move around my schedule so I could get my long ride and runs in like earlier in the week. And, um, you know, I rather wake up really early and get things done in the morning. So I have all day to do fun things later. Yeah. Um, yeah the same way. But you won't find me like out to the bars till 2 a.m. <laughs> no. <laughs> Knowing that I have like, that's just not me anyway. If yeah. I yeah same. Was, um, if I wasn't training. So yeah, I think balance is key. There's definitely like room to do both. Um, For sure. But there's I didn't know if you like too. were super strict, like I'm not drinking, I'm not doing this because my body needs to be primed. Like, but I love that answer because that is literally what our entire podcast is about. Like balance is key. You, you yeah. can work hard, you can play hard, you can get both done and like be successful. For sure. Um, so someone said, what's your favorite and least favorite to do out of the run swimmer bike? Oh, this is really hard. So my least favorite is swimming. I think just because I've been doing it yeah. for so long, there's nothing worse than like waking up in the morning and knowing you have to jump in a cold pool. And I still hate that. So <laughs> yes, it's like not super hard when I'm in the water, but just the like the getting out the door part for swimming yeah it's hard i'm so impressed that you train like it's like ptsd the the idea of having to someone to tell me be like all right you have to go train in a pool i'd be like "Mm, i will not be (laughs) unreal yeah so i mean tough especially i mean you guys know it's like i can't even imagine doing the swim set anymore no it's just a pain um so yeah swimming is probably my least favorite um when I feel good and like no injuries or like niggles, um, running is definitely my favorite. I don't think there's like anything better than that runner's high and 
you know, just like that feeling when you just feel good on a run. Right. Yeah. Um, like nothing compares to that, but definitely doesn't happen all the time. No, unfortunately. Definitely not. Yeah. Maddie's been working on her running. We're really I proud. I still haven't hit the runner side yet. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like yet. You'll get it one day. I just <laughs> gasp for air the entire time. <laughs> Uh, running also takes so much practice so much so that's hard yeah. yeah it really does but you've been practicing a lot and I'm really impressed thank you um someone said if you could pick what order what would it be like what would be best if your like personal preference if you could pick yeah I think the way it is on works is probably the way I would choose just because I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this. So some is first for safety reasons. Like yeah. you don't want tired people swimming. Um, so, but yeah, I just think it makes sense too. Um, it does. But I would yeah. want run, swim, bike. I would, yeah, it'd be nice to like be refreshed in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I also your like legs. A, try, I see like, it as like a shakeout swim. No. You know I, what I mean? Like you run, you get like the hardest part over with. Because running for me would be the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, my legs would not agree with me hopping into a pool after a, a marathon. But you can pull. Your leg, my legs would just sink. Yeah, <laughs> just. But like a toe cramp in the water would be miserable. That's Horrible. true. And we don't know any of those conditions because we have not even done anything close to a triathlon. No. So, <laughs> no. Um, someone said, "How do you balance training and not get injured?" Yeah, that's honestly really hard. And um, right after college, um, once I was done swimming, it was like my first year post-grad and I like had gotten really into running before triathlon. I did a half marathon and was just running an insane amount because I that's all I knew how to do really yeah. exercise-wise outside of the pool. Um, and so I ran a half marathon and then I got my first like true injury and I had a stress fracture in my um, femoral head. So where your hip and your femur meet. Ow. And it is the most painful injury ever. Um, you can't like walk or you're not supposed to put weight on it for um, like two months. And you definitely can't run for like six. So oh. it's super painful. I was so depressed. I, I started like aqua jogging. I did not know what to do. Um, but ever since then, I've been super cautious of just taking care of myself. So doing a ton of prehab, so much stretch. Everyone pain, listen like up. Yoga, <laughs> yoga is great cross training. So I would do whatever I could to never get injured again. Um, and of course those like little things come up like, oh, my knee hurts today. Like I would yeah. ice it or like take a day off. And I just think being super honest with yourself and with your body and just listening to those little things, like if your foot hurts or your knee hurts, like take a week off from running. It's not going to kill you, no. but an injury could keep you out for way longer. So wow, I just got really good at listening to my body and, um, you know, communicating with my coach too. Um, so good. Last one. And we, someone asked, do you wear a whoop? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of our clients who got one recently and she is like all in on the whoop. We love it, but she's wondering. Um, so I don't, I wear my Garmin. Um, it does like open water, swimming, running, everything. Um, it like knows my stress levels. So I think it's, there are some capabilities that are similar, but it's not as advanced as whoop. 
or the aura ring, yeah. which if you don't know what an aura ring is, I think it's really similar. Yeah. So, so the bet that Ben and I had, my husband and I had for the Iron Man is if I like finished within a certain time or within a certain percentage, I got the aura ring. And so I did. And so now I'm going to have the aura ring, which is yes. so exciting. About. Definitely wow. interested to hear yeah, what, you think, what you think I, of it. I've heard amazing things about it. I think it's really just personal preference. Do you want to wear something on your hand or do you want to wear something on your wrist? Totally. And I love all the loop data. I actually know someone that works at loop and mm-hmm. I'm so into it, but I already wear a watch. I like could yeah. not even think about wearing something else on my wrist. No, I totally I was that. like a first world problem. But. <laughs> Maddie and I did talk about like all the benefits and Garmin was like really up there. We, we love the Garmin watches. I got Joe one. You got Nick one. Joe yeah. lost his, Nick lost his. So I didn't get the Garmin. I got Nick though. It was like a golf Garmin. It had no, like mm. you have a, triathlete Garmin where it paces everything for you like or it tells you your pace which is nice yeah I mean it has way more data fields than like I know how to use but it's great yeah I love that Ben is now buying you your second ring the first and (laughs) the second (laughs) Um, you deserve it girl so instead of like a this or that this week I asked people what their preferred order would be if they had to do a triathlon um 42 people said the original swim bike run whatever I'm not with you. Um, <laughs> 39 people said run, bike, swim, which I also could understand, but I don't understand. I don't think ev- anyone like knows know <laughs> the capacity of how much it is like of each thing. You know what I mean? Also, I don't think people yeah. know what an Ironman swimming last. Well, that would like they might drown. Like. Yeah. Um, only eight people said bike, run, swim. And then 43 people said run, swim, bike, which is what I said. And then a couple people slid into the DMs, your boyfriend included, um, and said swim, run, bike would be my pick. But that's not an option, sad face, because I ran out of room. You couldn't add another? No, four is the max. Oh. So he said. That actually would be great, I think. Swim, run, bike. Run, bike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be actually. I mean, imagine finishing on a bike. That would be pretty nice, right? I mean, not that the biking is easy by any means, because once I biked from uh, Chatham in the Cape up to like Beachcomber, and that's 25 miles up and 25 miles back, 50 miles in a day. Like, <laughs> and I, and this is on like not clipped in bike. We are just like, like on leisure a, like bikes. Yeah. I couldn't walk for days and everyone's like, you're a spin instructor. That makes no sense. And I'm like, you don't understand. It is so different. Also, it's, it's so, so hard. Different. It's so hard. I, I was so sore. Nick and I would bike 50 miles. Nick and I biked two miles from our Airbnb <laughs> in the Cape. And I had the <laughs> shittiest bike ever. I will say, but I was exhausted and my whoop picked up an activity and Nick was like, are you well? I was like, you gave me the worst bike. First of all, mine didn't Blame shift gears Nick. and it was like super Nick. hilly. And I was just like chugging along. I'm like, yeah, no, maybe I will never do a triathlon because biking for me doesn't bode very well, I guess. Neither does running or swimming. So I guess I should just get quit while I'm ahead. You could do it. <laughs> ben and I are both like firm believers and anyone can do an Ironman. You just really have to want to do it. Yeah. In the training. Yeah. You have to be mentally disciplined. Yeah. It's just such a big part of it. Like you have to be committed to wanting to do it. Yeah. I know your commitment is. It's a plot of. Uh, 
applaudable is that a word <laughs> i was gonna say it's applaudable i'm not sure if that's a word it's inspiring yeah there you go, <laughs> there I, you go. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just incredible and thank you so much for you know coming on here and telling people and Your about story. yeah about everything that you've done and showing people it is possible so if you've ever thought about doing a triathlon slide into Haley's dms yeah ask her a quick question <laughs> i don't know i i feel like she did an amazing job of pretty much filling all of you in about it and we're just in complete awe of your talent and Literal so proud awe. of you um i know and always have our support your body. yes you guys are sweet but really anyone can do an iron man anyone can do a triathlon um but not you everyone can qualify it. for world champs. And that's what makes you. <laughs> yes, the point zero 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 six percent And you're one of them. So thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story today. Like, honestly, so inspired by you. Do you do you have like social media accounts you want to share? Like <laughs> share them, plug them, let people know where they yeah, can find where can you. They find you. Um, this is really embarrassing. I don't even know my Instagram handle. I think it's <laughs> Haley Hillebrand. It is. Yeah. We've tagged yeah, you okay. too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my God. So oh, yeah. Go shoot her a follow to see what her next journey is. Maybe it's Boston. And maybe. if she comes to Boston, we are all going to have like a Haley party like going. I, I would love that. Yes. Haley, let me know when you want to run Boston. Cause it's always been a goal of mine, even though I'm like not a runner. So I'll do it with you. That's Let's a, do it. I'm so into it. Okay, cool. I will not qualify, but I will have to fundraise. <laughs> no, we can hardcore. fundraise. Let's okay. do it. Okay. I'm so done. I'll cheer you on. <laughs> well, we'll have a crazy after party. Okay. Love it. That sounds Hurley good to me. Hurley can DJ it for us. Yes, Hurley, you better. He's head. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, right. You'll make it out. We'll see. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And baby cakes, thank you for listening. Love you all. Have a great week. Subscribe, and rate, review. Love you. Bye. Bye.